And now, an Envision Financial podcast with Luke Smith on Canberra's 2CC. Mr. Luke Smith from Envision Financial Services, I see that once again you have brought with you a bodyguard. <laughs> I brought a proper bodyguard this week because I'm not sure Chris Miller could protect anything, but, you know, that's okay. Yeah, he, look, He can protect your interests. He can, yes. He's very, <laughs> as we learned last week, very bright young man. Um, no, look, we're continuing Property Week this week, so we're lucky enough to have Anthony McCormack in from, uh, from Heyman Partners. He's a, a residential agent. I just thought to sort of close out the month when we're talking about resi, we've talked about commercial, we've talked about strata. He's going to sort of touch base on where the market's at, what he's seeing, what's happened with interest rates, uh, what sort of yields are people expecting, and really for those that are looking to sell, what could you do to try and sort of make the most of the sale of one of your biggest assets. So it's it's great that you could come. Thanks for coming in, mate. Really appreciate it. Yeah, look, really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for having me along. I have never been uh, in, in that bodyguard role, but we'll see how we can talk about as a, as a real estate agent. You're here to stop Luke from making a fool of himself. That's that's the real hey, job. What are you talking about? I've been practising that for, for years. Mate, we've seen interest rates rise significantly, and there's a lot of talk about you know, do they do they get put on pause? Do they go up? Do they do they potentially come down? What are you seeing at the moment, price wise, when it comes to sort of resi property? Yeah, look, what we've seen is that really big difference from a big sort of move in the market, bit of volatility around that sort of July to December period last year. The whole of this year, it's really settled down. So people have actually, they know what they can borrow now. So mm. we've actually seen them settle down, the buyer pool settle down, and they're just getting on with it. So I don't, even if we have another couple, I don't think it's going to impact on prices too much. Yeah, look, I think that's that's what I sort of see people come in and I, I get ex- exposed to the level of debt people are carrying and then what have I bought in relation to either my residential property or investment property as part of a retirement portfolio. Are there are there parts of the market that have been stronger than others or is it really just a case of, like most things, the house in the street, the street in the suburb and the quality of of individual properties? Yeah, look, it's been reasonably consistent across the board. So there's been no real standout, whether it's first home buyers or downsizers, um, people sort of upsizing, downsizing, right sizing. It's been pretty consistent across the board. So a lot of the first home buyers have adjusted their sites in terms of what they can now afford. And, and as I said, they're just sort of, um, you know, what they could borrow last year, they can't borrow this year. So they've just adjusted their sites to where they can afford. And, and that's pretty much the same right through the market. Yeah, look, and I think that's, that's a that's a really valid point for listeners in that when we consider going to buy something and you want to say well how much can I borrow and it's it's one of the first sort of leading questions that that I get faced with when people borrowed last year the bank would give it to you at two percent but they'd service you at five well we've seen interest rates rise that much now that they're going to give it to you at six but service you at nine. And that's that's a really important point that people need to keep in mind if they're looking to refinance or if they're looking to move in or, or purchase another property is what you could get last year, there's a very good chance that you can't get it now. Is is there much movement? Well, actually, let me ask you something else. You used the term first home buyers bracket. That, that's what is that now? Because the number must be ridiculous. Well, look, it, it, we were surprised through the pandemic and the boom that so many first home buyers were coming to us with a million or one point two to spend. That's which we just I was going, wow, that's that's super that's incredible. But look now where it's kind of anywhere between that sort of six hundred to to a million is about where that sits for, for, for the majority of first home buyers. And in that space, are people looking to try and buy that completed home or is it still a I'm gonna buy this and then try and reno something to get an uplift in, in, in value? 
It's a real mix again. Like <clears throat> what we found with um, again COVID and the supply chains and um, being you know prices going up for materials and also labour costs. A lot of people have shied away for that from that. So we've actually seen a real increase in demand for, and and premium prices for the finished product. Yeah, and I think that's again that's another one that. Everybody's waiting for the steel cost to go down, the wood price to go down, the colour bond price to go down, but that term sticky inflation really seems to be hanging around. And, and we saw just this week, you know, with, with a reduction in inflation, there's a pause potentially in, uh, you know, the next rate rise. But I think people need to be considering one or two could occur until the government get things down to that preferred 2 to 3%, which will probably take through the best part of, of next year. When people are looking to buy things, what sort of yields are people picking up residential property on at the moment? In Canberra, we're still pretty consistent around that 4%. Our, you know, we've come off being the most expensive city to rent a home or, or property 12 months ago. So we've, we've actually come off a very, very high level in the last quarter. So we, we're actually seeing the yield still pretty strong, 4%. That's kind of you know, been in line with a bit of a reduction in uh, home values as well. Mm-hmm. Our... our, our um, Rate our occupancy rate has gone um, up a little bit too, so it's now sitting at two percent. So sorry, our vacancy rate. So it's sitting now at two percent, which is higher than what it has been. But as I said, a uh, few things have changed. Obviously, in the city, uh, less people sort of coming into the city with work. So I, I think that's what's driving that at the moment. But I think as we settle back into some normal patterns, it'll, it, I think all that will settle down again. And in relation to the unit market you know we're definitely short of a unit we've been short of a unit in the act for never um and you've only got to drive down northbourne to see Mm. all of the you know the construction that's underway is is there a lot of take up for that unit living for that younger market that traditionally wanted to be closer to the clubs and the food and is that still strong yeah, definitely, and, and particularly around that Woden area, like it's it's had, a, and all the town centres really, they've had a significant lift in that higher density housing, which the, the young guys really like that, and, mm. and, and I think it gets them into the market, like people talk about afford, affordable housing, we've seen a big shift of that first home buyer bracket go into those kind of properties to get into the market they're enjoying the lifestyle in those areas they're enjoying the restaurants and going out and things like that and um yeah that's that that's that side of it's pretty strong yeah and i think that's important for people to keep in mind is that regardless of age you don't need to go out and buy your forever home right out of the gates and i know that's that expectation of a generation because they got a lot of ribbons at school um and we can poke some fun at the school teachers there but it's, it's really a case of doing something that lets you own something as quickly as possible so that you could then use that as leverage for either moving up in a, a, in a price bracket or buying something as an investment. But is it really something that going forwards, if you're trying to sell into that market, what are some things that people can do to really maximise the value of their sale? Yeah, look, that doesn't change too much in any market either. So it's the normal things like presentation. Um, we often talk about a return on investment around that in that space. And, you know, usually the things that give us that best return are paint, uh, flooring and also styling. So, hmm. the you know, selling that dream to these young guys as, as to how they can live in these properties or any, any property actually is really important to, to the consumer. But that's tacked on to a really good marketing package and things like that. So that doesn't change in any market really. It's just having that, you know, good, clean property presented well and you're going to get buyers that will be all over it. That's, that's a really – that's a good one. The styling side of things. So is that – a case of I'm going to have my 
unit that may be vacant filled with furniture and and how does that sort of work is that a is that a pay per chair is that a pay per time is that paid prior to sale how does that styling environment work it's usually a five-week contract so it goes in pretty much a couple of days before we start the marketing so it might go in on a tuesday <clears throat> photos the same day property goes live thursday open saturday so right. it's it's very quick it's it's uh, an intense period there where the, the styling comes in there for five weeks in and out and you, the average days on market for us at the moment are sitting back around that sort of 25 so that it's really done in that period Okay. Yeah. And is that something that you organise as the real estate agent or is that something that the owner has to go and engage a stylist for? Who who sort of picks that? Look, it can be done by either. Personally, our, our team does that because we've got a good relationship with several, you know, suppliers. So, you know, we, we like to um, – we just know what we're going to get in terms of that mm. consistent product. One other thing at the moment which has been quite interesting, which we've come across this year, is some of the Airbnb guys have actually um, – put furniture in and we've kept marketing the property. So we ha- they just block out a few certain days, um, they'll furnish it, but it keeps the cash flow going too, if, you, if you're selling. Have you found there's a lot of demand for, especially rental properties where people may have not had a full-time tenant and gone into that Airbnb in space as, as more of a short-term thing? Yeah, I think it's the flexibility around that too. So, you know, your rents are usually a bit high, your return's better, uh, flexibility of, of, of going in and out, shorter-term stays. So there's definitely a, an advantage in that. Uh, not everyone can do it, of course, but, mm. um, you know, it's just the right advice at the right time for the right property. Yeah, and I think that's 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 a really good message for people is don't just assume that because everybody's doing it, you're going to do it, or whether it's right or wrong for you. It's really a case of considering the individual property that you have, the timeframes that you're playing with, and more importantly, the yield that you need to be able to attain from that asset so that you can make the most of the investment opportunity that you've, you've, you've undertaken. Damn. And of course, uh, if you're selling a house, it might be a house that you've been living in, and it might be a house that you've held as an investment. But if it's one that you've been living in, I know I've asked this question before, um, should I leave my furniture in there to help sell the house or would I be better off taking my furniture out? Because I got told on one occasion <laughs> I'd get more money if I took my furniture out. <laughs> well, well, Leon, if you've got torn, torn leather lounges, etc. <laughs> yes. And, uh, you know, you've got, just got to be careful around that kind of stuff. And, and look, we're very careful in that advice that we don't upset our clients. Uh, sure, we love your furniture, but it might be better if we get rid of it. Yeah, I thought I'd just ch- ch- check on that one because I've been through that. And <laughs> Take your dog with you at the open home just so nobody gets bitten walking out in the backyard. Take your dog, your kids, everything else and get out. Absolutely. <laughs> Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me in the studio today alongside Anthony McCormack from Heyman Partners. We're talking about what's happening in the residential real estate property market at the moment. It's about 12 minutes to five. Back with more in just a moment. Luke Smith from Envision Financial is with me in the studio and once again he's brought with him a bodyguard. Today's special guest is Anthony McCormack from Heyman Partners Real Estate. We're talking about what's going on in the residential real estate property market at the moment. So uh, Anthony, what are the key things to remember when buying and selling in the current environment? So when buying, look, it's, it, obviously it's really important to do your research and and to do plenty of it. Like it's a, it's a very big decision. It's a lot of money out there. So essentially just be really, really mm-hmm. research well and try and link with an agent that you can trust that's going to give you the right information. Hmm. I think that's really important. And, and when you say research, I think people overlook the, the, the vital importance of building and pest um, and also, you know, the, the, the process, get 
get a good conveyancing lawyer in. Um, we, we're hearing from one next week in relation to what they do, but they're an integral part of, of, of what you know you provide as a service because that just closes the loop on the transaction. Is there anything else that people could do really to try and, again, sharpen up the property for sale? If you had your top three when it comes to sales, what, what would they be? Yeah, it's as I mentioned before, it, it really is just that presentation. You, you've got to have it spot on as soon as you start. So, you know, what we're, what we're trying to do there is is drop as many buyer objections as we can. So we, we don't want them eroding the price, essentially. So we, we need to tick off all the things within within reason. Like we're not going to rip a kitchen out and, and a bathroom out and put that back in unless it's absolutely terrible. But generally, it, it's pretty cost-effective stuff that just spruces it up and, and gets, gets the maintenance back up. And I think that's a great value add when you go and get a good agent is that they can actually give you their experience in relation to people saying oh well i'm going to paint it i'm going to do the carpet i'm going to do the kitchen i'm going to do the toilets i'm going to do the backyard and you know with what you see you can look at a property and say look where you are for what's selling at the moment leave the garden alone leave leave the bathrooms alone they're probably going to smash that part down i think getting advice from from an agent that's familiar with an area is really important i think that's where somebody like you could add some real value in you know having people draw on what you see yeah and, and look not every agent does that either like I, I think being around for a while i think having that experience is is essential to getting the right dollars out at the end so you know sometimes people will go for a cheaper fee or an agent that's less experienced but really that that experience is is what you get you get that right advice which essentially is you know around the presentation the marketing and the strategy right throughout the sale. So they're really important to, to get you the right result. Yeah, look, I think those those last three points you've made are really vital that people should keep in mind. And and that marketing element and, and the web and, and, and all the Instagram and, and word of mouth, you know, you'd have a load of people that you're exposed to that potentially you already know people are looking for stuff and go, oh, I've got a property here that, that actually suit you. So engaging with an agent can really open up that selling market and try and, at the end of the day, get the best price, which is what everybody wants for their for their property. Yeah, definitely. And look, having a good agent, the good agents actually put a lot of time into that re, into that kind of management of their, their database as well. Hmm. So they know who can afford this property. And they've pretty much got three to four buyers that are ready to go on properties before they even hit the market if, if they're good at what they're doing. So that's, again, that, that comes back to choosing your agent. So choosing your agent, ask a lot of questions around that, do your research and, and go with someone that really is is selling a lot of properties. The reason for that or the benefit to the seller there is they have access to a lot more buyers. So, mm. I, you know, you've got you, it's a really important thing to do in terms of research is to work out that the agent's actually selling a few properties and been around for a while. Is, is that old adage of 80% of the sales are done by 20% of the agents, is that still relatively true with what you see in your game? 100%, yeah. yeah it's usually 20% of the agents. And usually, um, it, it's again, it's experience, it's it's the work ethic of those agents that are getting them into that top 20% and top 10% of the country, yeah. really. And I think that's where people just need to ask around. Because I know I get those sorts of questions all the time because people want to go to a trusted source for a trusted source. So I think people need to reach out and ask the people that they deal with professionally because... You know, we live in a little village. Everybody knows everybody to a large extent. So you can have a better outcome by leveraging on other people's experiences. And I think it's really important that you don't think you need to go this alone and familiarity through the process because it, it can be very emotional. 
Um, and I think people need to keep that in mind when it comes to picking the right agent to try and get the best value for their for their asset. Yeah, look, I think. Sorry, go ahead. I think one word you said there, emotional. Like I think a lot of people underestimate selling their home, mm. particularly older people that have been in it for a long time. Uh, it's a roller coaster in terms of emotions and and what's going on, and, and and it can be overwhelming in terms of preparation and actually going through the whole process. So it's really really important to to have an agent that's empathetic to to you and also to your situation. And they actually understand it so yeah. they can actually then you know address what you need specifically rather than just a cookie cutter approach mm. and that was the exact same thing i was about to leap on <laughs> that word emotional it yeah. really is an it's emotional huge. experience that's right yeah. absolutely it we're is. at the uh, end of the day so gentlemen where can listeners get more information yeah so 6260-4749 we've got envisionfinancial.com.au on the internet we've got the strategy stacker luke talks money on itunes and spotify we've got as my daughter says, the tiki talker, the strategy there, yeah, the strategy stacker handle, um, and a lot of the asset allocation and residential property information, it's in Smart Money Strategy, your ultimate guide to financial planning. Dimmick's in all good bookstores, including Amazon. Anthony, where can people reach out if they've got any questions? Well, we're based at the Curtain Shops, so uh, we we sell up and down the whole city. We're geographically very central, which is great, but in terms of selling, we pretty much sell across the whole city. Uh, in terms of my mobile number, 0425 283588 and email anthony at au. Beautiful. Thank you so much, uh, Anthony McCormack from Heyman Partners and Luke Smith from Envision Financial. And Luke will be back with us again at the same time next Friday afternoon to talk money matters once again right here on 2 C.